0: Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro batch bourbon, and limited release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. Naming
1: a district is not like naming a baby. You can't just go slap a name on it and be like, you know, this is what I'm feeling about. You mean I
0: can't have a district called Gina? <laughs> well, <laughs> you, might be, you might be able to convince somebody. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm host Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball from living our lives and having conversations in our city. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. So this podcast is where we give you inside access to the -the behind-the-scenes scoop, things that were too hot to print or too much to fit in the magazine, basically what's left on the editing room floor. So let's dive into the newest issue. With me today is Editor-in-Chief Melissa Housam, and we're talking about Raleigh's districts. Currently, downtown is divided into six distinctive districts—the Warehouse District, Moore Square, Capitol District, Fayetteville Street, Glenwood South, and Seaboard-Person Street. But there's more coming. Melissa, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Before we get started, if you're a longtime Raleigh resident— and thought and fought the idea of named emerging districts or growth in general grates on your nerves. Hear us out; it's about community, not separation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, as basically a Raleigh lifer, um, this is something I can see both sides of. You know, uh, when I was growing up in the '80s uh, on North Hills Drive, actually. North Hills was, like, a no-man's land even from downtown, and and even bigger still, like, picture where Briar Creek is. And I've told this story. If you listen to our podcast, I've told it before, but it bears repeating. Uh, my grandma lived off of Wade Avenue, and she was taking me to Stonehenge area um, <laughs> to visit Are one of my me? best friends. Yeah. And near our office, yeah. And anyway, so we we are driving, and it's really not that far, obviously, but it was so dramatic at that time. She was like, you didn't tell me we were going to Virginia. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, Grandma. So, I mean, really, you know, you see how amazing this is to have these districts emerge and, and have the k- connectivity that we're going to talk about. But also for people that have been here a long time, it's so much change.
0: Oh, yeah. Trust me, I get it. When I launched Midtown Magazine in 2007— North Hills was just coming out of the ground. Um, there was a lot of back and forth about whether that area was going to stay North Hills, North Raleigh, or Midtown. In fact, I was interviewed by the the News and Observer for a column where the writer, um, Ruth Sheehan, who's now an attorney, but she did a, a story about, I'm a soccer mom from North Raleigh. And she lived at Six Forks and Lynn, and she goes, I live in Midtown. And it was really interesting you know, the whole dialogue. But that's how areas get get named.
1: I have to interject because I knew you before I knew you. Because 2007 is when I moved to Chicago, and that's when you launched Midtown Magazine. And so—and, um, again, my family lives in North Hills, and so I get this call from my mom. And now I'm in Chicago, and I've left the Raleigh I've known and loved. And she's like, we're in Midtown now. And I was like, Mom, I can't. Like, I was like—could not wrap my head around that idea. I'm picturing, like, New York, you know, or— I mean, maybe Atlanta, but I was like, no, Mom, it's, you're in North Hills. And I didn't know what was happening. I had just left, and yeah. everything was changing like crazy.
0: Well, I mean, I get renaming an area you've lived in your entire life to something else. Could be a little disheartening to some people, but I remember meeting with John Kane and Mike Smith when North Hills was just getting its start, and their pitch, and I still believe it today, and and, and it's it's true, that a, that a strong Midtown— that they, they link off midtown. If midtown's successful, downtown's successful. If downtown's successful, and midtown's successful. And if you look at some of the best cities in the country, you look at, you know, Chicago, you look at New York, you look mm-hmm. at Atlanta, which is where I started my career. They all have great downtowns and midtowns, and they sort of feed off of each other.
1: It's about erasing sprawl. Right. It's not creating sprawl. It's about creating a walkable community. It's about building community. and And so I think it's not— erasing any identity in Raleigh or creating sectors that separate us from each other. It really is actually quite the opposite. It's intended to bring us together and get you from one to another.
0: Well, and I think it's true. Often, you know, especially when I started Midtown, I would meet people who had moved back to Raleigh or they had moved back to Wake County and they bought a house. And then a year later, that house was for sale and they were moving to Five Points or they were moving— to you know downtown they they had found their people and i think that's what happens and and bill king says it really well about areas kind of create their own energy and their own vibes and sometimes their own clusters and i think that that's that's what it is you find your people you find the kind of restaurants you like you find your circle all that stuff you enjoy And it it, it makes sense to have them named.
1: Yeah, that's a great point because when you think of Fayetteville Street District or Glenwood South or Village District, you immediately, just by hearing the name, you immediately get a sense of My. that area, right? My. But naming a district is not like naming a baby. You can't just go slap a name on it and be like, you know, this is what I'm feeling today. You mean I
0: can't have a district called Gina? <laughs> well, you might be, you <laughs> might be able to
1: convince somebody. But um, but really, you know, when we talked to Bill King um, from Downtown Raleigh Alliance, uh, we asked him, you know, how these districts get named and, and how it's evolving. Um, and because you can't just slap a name on it. And so he said, it really is... When an area starts to see change, maybe it's a big de- development, um, there's something triggering it or stimulating it, but it's not—it can be named after history. It can be named after logistics. Think Glenwood South. It can be named after landmarks. Think Moore Square. So there's a lot that goes into it, and there's not just, you know, one person being like, your name is Gina.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I we, we said this earlier— we're getting bold and going out on a limb and branding branding these districts. We believe there are 3 districts that in the coming years we will see evolve and it's West End, Smoky Hollow and the Iron District. Remember, you heard it here first. That's I'm going right. to get credit from this 10 years from now. <laughs> but hang on before you get all upset. Let us tell you about these areas. I think you'll agree it's sort of they're developing their sort of own community and how the area is kind of growing into it. Melissa, what's the first one?
1: All right. So we're going to talk about the West End. So try to, you know, if you're not good at geography like me, this might be hard to visualize. But bound by Cabarrus, Dawson, South, and Boylan Streets. So we're downtown, obviously, um, in Neighbors Warehouse District. And so right now, it sort of sits in this no man's land. The West End, as you would have guessed, of downtown. So this would be more of a logistical kind of name. It's very appropriate for the area. I I talked to Bill King about this and and asked him the likelihood of getting a name like this. And he said—he agreed. You know, there's a certain logic to it, because, of course, we're we're trying to name it, right? But he agreed that there's a definite logic to it. I mean, we're on the west side of town, the southwest end of downtown. uh, It's a built environment. And then beyond that, you're either in Dix Park or Boylan Heights. And you're obviously not going to necessarily have the same types of development there. So you can't just extend those neighborhoods and call this one of those. Uh, it needs to have its own framing and identity, and and then you have the end aspect of it, with it being the, the sort of southwest end of downtown. So,
0: well, and there's and and so if you're still confused and don't know where we're talking about, think about where Bolted Bread is or Sam Jones Barbecue, and Kane is in the process of building what's known as the platform there. Um, it's about a seven-story apartment building with maker spaces and retail and restaurants below it. It's a small development, because, it, but it's designed—I love the colors and the lines. Everything about it fits with that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not meant to be bright, shiny glass building like you'd see at North Hills. Right. It, it, the, the decor, the outside, looks very similar to the older buildings that are in that area. Um, and you know, Hartwell's down there. So it, it, it really is leaning into that sort of maker's community.
1: Yeah, you have some stuff popping up over there, which I think is what's begging it to have its own identity, too. And then, of course, a name. What exists there is no doubt a lot more opportunity still, you know, and the area is really changing so much. And so from there, though, you have so there you have like a a geographical type name. The other one that we decided we were going to go ahead and call it. Is Smoky Hollow. So this one, and I'll let you, I'll let you give the logistics of it. But this one would be a historical name. I, not a lot of people know that, so it checks another box in how these districts get get named. But it's really like a nod to the historical significance. For those who don't know, um, that area is set along a still operating railroad line, and it's where the coal burning trains once emitted a deep black smoke that would settle in the low lying land. And create literally a smoky hollow. So there you go. Now you now you're one like a little bit smarter. Um, if you want to know more, read the story that we wrote.
0: About yeah, it. I mean, and this one's bound by sort of Wade Avenue Northwest and Lane Streets and Capitol Boulevard. I mean, it's mm-hmm. where the Publix is, but it's not. You know, and yes, it comes from the name that you know of the development that Kane has built, but it does have the his you know. The development was named for the history of right. that area.
1: Good, good point.
0: And so I think that's significant. But it would also include going up West Street. So you've got all those businesses that have been—some that have been there for 75 years or more. And then some new ones like Rainbow Luncheonette and The Cardinal and Pink Boot, some of our favorites. But you've got Duranja Real Estate. Some of those—instead of tearing those buildings down and building something new, um, and I talk about this a lot, I think that's the way that Raleigh will keep its character is the mixture of new and old and not just having this attitude that everything has to be bright and shiny new and every block has a new high-rise or tower on it.
1: Yeah, people are confused why we wouldn't just call this Glenwood South, um, oh. and but it's not Glenwood South. It has a very distinct identity, and when you're walking toward it—I just did this on Saturday. When you're walking toward West Street and you see that Smoky Hollow sign, you know, it's it's sort of— it's like a gateway, and you're you're clearly in another area. And in fact, it is you know they're they've dubbed themselves the Northern Gateway to downtown, and. If you really think about Glenwood South and you start thinking about Little City Brewing and Molino and and all the things around there, um, I guess those aren't really Glenwood South, but those are on one side. And then Glenwood South, you've got everything on Glenwood South, right? Hibernia right. and Dramondraft, whatever. This is sort of between those two. And it, it's not like Longleaf and Molino. It's not like the Glenwood South Strip. It's got its own identity. and It's got some really cool stuff coming to it.
0: It does. I mean it just it clearly just doesn't fit with the others and I think it it's not Person Street either. I mean or Seaboard. It, right. it really is different. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their seventy-fifth anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from three to eight PM on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. you know, and I have to jump in and brag, Raleigh Magazine first branded the other district that we're about to talk about way back in 2019, long before anyone had seen any renderings or names. Um, Jane Potter and I decided to go out on a limb and say that there would be an Iron District. I love it. And I am super proud of that. But the Iron District's the third one.
1: Yeah, and I, I would like to agree with you. You deserve that uh, recognition. And and people, whether they realize it or not, like magazines definitely create a lot of what's going on in the in the community. And and then the community creates the stories the magazine tells. So it's a very symbiotic relationship. And so you deserve full credit for of that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But to get you guys where we are, um, that area is bound by Wake Forest Road, Hodges Street timber drive and then downtown boulevard or for people who aren't familiar with that Capitol boulevard so just to clarify it's basically like dock 1053 um, hummingbird wilson's eatery big boss it's not five points so that's another point to make here it's you know butting up to that but it's it's an emerging hot part of town that deserves a distinction from five points which has its own very distinct identity
0: well, and we're going to talk about this probably more later, but what you're seeing is all of a sudden these, you just said it, butting up against each other. So you've got five points touching on to the Iron District, mm-hmm. and it makes it really easy to hop on a scooter or to take a walk or ride your bike. All of a sudden, there's not going to be these deserts or wastelands of blocks or streets where there's nothing. It, or it's connecting our city more.
1: Oh yeah, because in this one on the other side of it, you've got Mordecai and Oakwood, right? And then across Capitol Boulevard, you've got Lions Park, and so this was arguably a no man's land that had some great stuff in it, you know, Big Boss, but it wasn't it wasn't a full on district, and now it's emerging as one. And and this one clearly is named for development.
0: Yes, and it's and a nod to Peden Steele, Steel which are the original buildings right. that are being renovated and remodeled. I mean, I, I love what Grub Properties is doing with this. They aren't, you know, they didn't set off a bomb and blow up the buildings and start from scratch. They took these historical buildings and, and, and are leaning into the shape and the design of them to make something really iconic. And they're going to do, some, I mean, they may be older buildings that are iconic but they are doing some very modern things with oh, yeah. it. These will be the first 400 square foot apartments um, in Raleigh. And they the whole concept behind this is that you go to your apartment to sleep and shower. But what's underneath these apartments at Ironworks is where you eat, where you socialize, where you work. Everything else you do in your life There's even an adult slide. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Um, uh, If you, this is probably one of my favorite things we've ever done was this, the development issue we did last October um, and Raleigh Ironworks had not let anyone see what they had in mind. And we had that on the cover of our magazine. And so it's really a cool project. And even now, if you drive down Atlantic Avenue, you're starting to really, it's taking shape and there's a lot moving. In fact, Wasserman Media, which had been at, and North Hills, I think in the Cap Trust Tower. Don't hold me to that, but I think so, which is a company that just a phenomenal company that puts on like the, the, the media, the, I'm sorry, the experience at the Super Bowl or the experience at the NBA oh, yeah. All Star game. They do some really cool things. They've already announced they're the first company that's moving to Raleigh Ironworks. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, They're a cool company, and they want to be in a really cool space.
1: And they're going to be in a really cool city. Yes. And I think the thing is, no matter what we're talking about in terms of how these would be—how we decided to name these, what is at the root of all of them are big developments. So, Platform, Ironworks, Smoky Hollow. And they are all developers who are trying to honor the city. And then beyond that, they're in nodes that— were these sort of deserts before, arguably, that create the connectivity that we've sort of teased about a couple times. And so now, like if you're in Ironworks, you have this great connector between downtown and midtown.
0: For a long time, and it's still really officially, you know, downtown has the districts and and they're named, but other parts of the city were just referenced, North Raleigh. Mm -hmm. You know, Midtown is new, but now there's also Midtown and Midtown East, which is the area where Wegmans is, which, of course, buds right up to the Iron District.
1: Yeah, and this is where you really start to see us grabbing at the potential to be like these other cities, like Atlanta, D.C., Chicago, New York. Probably not ever to that scale, although it feels like the sky's the limit, right? But I mean, those are designed well and it's easy to say like, hey, meet you in Midtowny store, whatever, meet you in Greenwich Village. And now we see... How our city's starting to mirror that in some ways. And North Raleigh's not just some like, oh, we don't that kind of feels like it does a disservice to North Raleigh to just be like, oh, this whole right, you know, ninety percent of the city is just North right. Raleigh.
0: Everything north of 440 <laughs> used to be North Raleigh. Right. No. You know, and I, I think back my kids and I uh, a year ago, I don't know, we went to for spring break, we went to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I had lived there and visited a lot. But it was the first time I had taken them there as teenage boys. We ended up on scooters and electric bikes and saw the city in a way that, that I had never seen. Um, we ended up on the set of a movie they were shooting downtown. And we found some neat places to eat and things to do because we were on the street as opposed to in an Uber or in a car trying to navigate getting around. Um, it was a totally different experience. And I'm really excited at the idea of down the road. That you're on a scooter or a bicycle or whatever, and you're going from Midtown East to Raleigh Ironworks to to Person Street and weaving your way around the city and really never having to get in a car and not even worrying about whether you can find an Uber.
1: Yeah, I mean, think about—that's think just amazing, really. Think, like, 1995, which probably feels like a million years ago to some people, but it really wasn't that long ago. Glenwood South was just warehouses. It didn't, you know, exist yet. Maybe um, the Rockford's popping up around that time. And then Fayetteville Street's a pedestrian mall until, what, 2010? You know, and these, this is all—all all of this has emerged that you you could do that now. You, you pop on a scooter now and go from where we are at Raleigh Founded, and you can go all the way to Village District with no trouble. Can you imagine doing that five yeah. years ago, ten years ago? I mean,
0: I, I love it time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines plus cider and bubbles the mix has the perfect pour for everyone take flight with beer wine whiskey mezcal and tequila or not in the spirit craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite sprawl out on the patio post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's, so that's M-I-X-X.com. And we always do a little rapid fire, a couple of quick questions. What's one thing at Smokey Hollow you're most excited to see open?
1: I'm only going to name one. Do I get a cookie?
0: <laughs> <laughs> she gets a gold star. Uh,
1: Madre. Oh, uh, yeah. the, that Yes, I'm very excited about that. And okay, tell
0: people what Madre is.
1: So Tyler Hillikson's, um new concept, Madre, uh, he Tyler
0: Hilickson is of— Happy and Hail—
1: And he's opening Madre, which means translates to mother. Um, And it will be open, I think now we're looking at by October. uh, And it's supposed to have tapas and a really like elevated space, but also accessible, you know, a place you're going to want to hang out inside. And then an extended patio outside in the hollow. Yes. And craft cocktails.
0: Absolutely. And it's got sort of a Spanish feel to it. Wide open, huge bar, indoor and outdoor. Um, it's And gonna we're going to
1: tell you more about that upcoming, too. Yes, we are. Yours? Crunkleton. Oh, well, duh.
0: I mean, let's face it, Dram was always going to be my favorite, but um, Gary Crunkleton has one of the best cocktail whiskey bars, bourbon bars in the state, and it's in Chapel Hill, and he is opening in Smoky Hollow. So it's a big deal. I'm going to try to have a second stool that has my name on it.
1: Guilty <laughs> <You'll> to
0: <do> it. <laughs> what about Ironworks?
1: Oh, well, the slide. I mean, I'm a sucker for adult playgrounds. She's so. such a
0: kid. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I will say this. I, I am super excited about Ironworks. Um, when I found out that Jamestown, which is the designer who did who did and is still working on Ponce Market— Took the kids there when I was in Atlanta, but it's not a kid. I mean, it can be a kid thing, but it's really an adult thing. Yeah. Um, that rooftop putt putt course and cocktail bar, everything about it was just top notch and creative and unique. Yeah, for sure. Last question. West End, what's your what's your fave? What you looking I think they're the same one, so I'm gonna let you go first. Oh, there's no doubt. Sam Jones barbecue. Yep, I mean, one. I like bolted bread, but I try yes. not to eat too many carbs, but Um, Bolted, uh, for sure, Sam Jones is my favorite. Yes.
1: Yeah, that that was the one.
0: And if you are intrigued and really never thought about what district, the same thing about your voting, but if you've never thought about what district you're standing in when you're at this restaurant or this shop, check out the magazine. I'm always going to push that because I, I, I think it's worth it. Ten bucks gets you ten issues a year. But what's in it is we do a page called Defining Districts and- it's it's Instagram driven, frankly. It we, we pick out a nice mixture of whether it's a theater or an art exhibit or restaurants or a cocktail or shopping, all things that are within maybe a six or eight block walk. And it's a really cool way to experience it. You could almost take that and go, you know what, I'm gonna spend my Saturday in this district. Yeah. There's like a, little, a bucket list. Yeah, exactly. And and it's all, and trust me, I make I help pick these out. So I make sure it's good stuff that you wanna do. It's also a fun way to see
1: the identity. I mean, we, we can say we think warehouse district is this. We can all agree on that. But when you pick the retail and the restaurants, you see that identity in plain sight. Right. You know, and we go to write these little— one or two sentence blurbs about each place so people know what they are. It's it's cool to see them come together in a unified way. Like
0: well, Yeah, and also to see, yes, in that they all come together, but also the diversity of what's in each right, little community exactly. in terms of shopping. Some people go, oh, well, there's nothing over there, but, you know. Two restaurants and a theater. You'd be surprised. I think almost every pocket in Raleigh has new stuff opening.
1: Well, and we're out of named districts as of the July August issue coming out. We're out of officially named Official districts. Official districts. So we're we really going to sp- push the envelope here, I think, and and start. Yes, that's you know my vote. I think you agree. So it's like you know Midtown, Smoky Hollow, Hillsborough Street corridor. So you guys will have to stay tuned and yeah, absolutely. See what we come up with.
0: This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by Airfluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues, visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.